welcome back to the second installment of the LCP Time Capsule. I'm George, and I'm going to be going over what today's episode will cover. We interviewed on August 18th the owner of Heart Attack Grill in downtown Las Vegas, as well as Burger 51, a sci-fi drive-in movie theater. Now, I know what you're thinking. Burger 51 doesn't exist anymore. What the hell is that? That's because they rebranded into Snappy Burger, and now instead of short films, they're showing full-length feature films, and you can find out what movies are playing if you go to snappyburger.com. Simple as that. You're going to love this interview. A couple of the things do do relate to the Burger 51 sci-fi theme, but he is still one of the most interesting men we've ever had the pleasure of talking to. Without further ado, here is... John Basso. I'm a Supreme Commander John of the Burger 51 Army. We are a uh, drive-in movie theater right here on Decatur Boulevard in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're doing things a little bit differently. And I think that you are probably able to see that now that you're here. Not Definitely not your regular type of theater. Uh, we're very, very focused on... Something that is probably the most important aspect of film that is seems to be the least appreciated. And by that, I'm referring to short film. Um, you know, Burger 51 Drive-In Theater is totally dedicated to being the, what I believe is the only short venue uh, in America. I don't know of any other theaters where you go and specifically watch short films 365 days a year. That's uh, our forte, and that's what we're really focused on uh, trying to do. Because there are so many short artists out there who, I'm not saying they're underappreciated, but they're certainly underviewed. It's a very strange world where we have an Academy Award for Best Short Film, yet you can't really see those short films anywhere. Sure, you could look them up on the internet, but that takes away the magic of film when you're watching it on your mobile device, you know, where, when you're not in a designated uh, theater, a viewing venue, where, whether it's a walk-in or a drive-in. And, um, you know, that's pretty much what we're, the, the main focus is, is how to best promote those artists and, you know, we, everybody likes to think of themselves as a storyteller, a filmmaker. I personally became fascinated with it as a result of a restaurant that I own on Fremont Street, where we do all of our own little skits and rock videos. And it's as primitive as shooting with an iPhone, but then you start seeing some good, you know, product and you think, wow, I, I could do it just like the big guys can. And so you become more and more fascinated with those who actually do spend the time and the money and just throw so much of themselves into making a short film because it's just such a thankless thing. You, you know, you drop $10,000 on it, you drop six months of your time and years of planning. And then at the end you have nothing to show for it, but pride. And, um, when that person, that, that sense of accomplishment, it's neat, but you want to share it with other people. And so my hope is that we can get enough short artists. So far, we've gotten quite a few very good ones, but 
I really do want to network with other short artists and let them know that there is a um, another way to go out there. You don't have to labor in obscurity. What you could actually do is um, submit, not just to film festivals, but to you know the Burger 51 Theater and hopefully other theaters that'll come into existence um I ho- i'm hoping that we'll set the example do you uh do you see this expanding at all like if if say this really hits big would you want a location with maybe two screens or like that had never occurred to me um the two screens very interesting i um sure everybody fantasizes about their business being successful enough to actually replicate itself and um, I think this is fairly replicable, um, but two screens, that's, that's interesting. You know, the old Dairy Queen next to me seems to have finally closed down forever. And, that little uh, Cuban place is definitely closed. Yeah. That place was unsanitary. I don't know if you ever went in there, John. You like oh, Cuban no, food? No, I actually, no, I loved it. I, I was very sad. It's authentic. You know, I, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like all Cuban food places oh, are very unsanitary yeah. and that's what makes them delicious. <laughs> you, you get the guy with the hairy yeah, I, arms. I literally saw a guy eat, uh, beans with a, with a spoon. And then he used that same spoon to serve somebody. I was like, that's, you this gotta is risk a C rating for places. some food, George, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, I wish they'd come back. I don't know what's going to happen with that land, but yeah, maybe you put a, a second screen there that faces the opposite way. And, but boy, that would be, that'd be really hard logistically to do that. Um, I don't think that burger 51 necessarily needs to be a bigger operation here in this location. I'd rather put it down in Henderson or over on the East side or the North side or something just so that more kids could get a chance to become enchanted with film um, you know, um, I know I'd love to do that. And, and again, it's just up to whether or not I can continue to get, um, short artists, um, who are willing to get, to get out of their comfort zone because a lot of people are afraid of rejection. And, and I think you'd be surprised as to like some of our most popular films were just really done on a micro budget and you could tell, but that's okay. You know? And so I'm just encouraging everybody to go to burger 51.com and submit some, some films and, uh, you know, odds are, uh, we'll find some slot to play you in somewhere, you know? So, so, <laughs> uh, from reading your advertisements, it, you know, you guys say that tinfoil hats are, are welcomed here. Uh, so we're a very laid back podcast. We like to ask weird questions. Uh, so for you personally, do you think the moon landing was faked? Cause I know that's a big one that everyone's like, Oh, the moon landing was faked. You can tell from this footage. I was devastated yesterday. Um, because they, there was some news about, they actually were able to hit, to shoot a laser beam from earth at the moon. And they're actually, I don't know if you read this, able to hit something that they had left on the moon and made it bounce back, um, which just crushes me because it's evidence that we were there. 
Um, but then again, I, you know, being the skeptic I am, I'd like to see, I'd like to read the article more in depth. Um, I've never, even as a small child, felt that we, you know, pierced the Van Allen belt and made it to the moon. I don't think it's biologically possible, um, you know, because you hear astronauts right now and talk to them about this, and they're just so stoked because they say, you know, our our materials are getting better and better, and someday we're going to be able to go through the Van Allen belt. <laughs> and, and these are astronauts now, and, you know, the, everybody wants to conveniently forget the folly of um, uh, 1969. Um, they just... Desperate times call for desperate measures, and while we might point the finger at our forefathers and say that they were hucksters, you don't understand the pressure that they were under in the Cold War because we had to prove that we were better. And even if we weren't necessarily better in space exploration, there was one thing that we were vastly better than the Russians at, and that's filmmaking. And, uh, you know, whether or not it was Stanley Kubrick that did it or whether it was uh, any other um, artist that created that illusion, um, it was a pretty impressive illusion. Uh, no, I mean, I still don't believe that humans... And here's the most interesting thing. Have you ever seen the Chinese rover that touched down a few years back and sent back the, the images? Fascinating because... The moon isn't powdery white, like we've been led to believe. The Chinese rover is up there, and it's brown dirt. Yeah, it's a it's a visual illusion when we look through our atmosphere at the moon, and it looks powdery white. So Kubrick and the boys said, "Well, let's make it powdery white." That's what people are expecting to see. But um, you know, these are sh films uh, shot in color uh, in 1969, and now, and they're shooting it now, and it's brown. And it's powder white when we did it there. So there, it's, there's a lot of hokiness going on. But, but again, these guys had to make it happen. So, so. When I look at some of the media, some of the interviews you were doing for Heart Attack Grill on the news, I think some of the controversy definitely stirred up a lot of people looking at Heart Attack Grill. So, I mean... I, I don't know, you know, if this is your goal, but if you try to stir up some sort of controversy, I bet people would be flocking to this place. Oh, true, but like I can tweet, like I we we <laughs> might may have saw an alien in the back, cryogenically frozen. You have right. to go talk to John about that. Right. Um, yeah, I, not really gimmicks. I'm just trying to, you know, create a. A much better evening out. Um, well, John, we want to thank you very much for, for giving us your time out of your very, very busy schedule. Uh, for everybody listening, I, in the show notes, I will have the web address for Burger 51, as well as how to get in touch if you want to submit your own film. Please do. They, they very much want to have that. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. And until next week, we'll see you guys later.